Welcome back to Yamoja Speaks podcast with your host, Shalonda. Hey there. This podcast is a bi-weekly conversation about foster care, our experience, our journeys, and how vastly different they are. We discuss how we can really change the system for the next generation. I'm here as an example for the next generation of what they can do and trying to provide a blueprint for how to become successful what I did, what they could do, and what the outcome could be. So this is a conversation for the foster youth, foster parents, as well as the caseworkers, judges, and the overall community. I hope that within this community or this podcast conversation, we can really address some of the hardcore issues that our community is struggling with the transition out transition out of foster care into adulthood and taking responsibility as a foster youth and transitioning into now being a responsible adult so i really just want to um add to the conversation add to what we think our needs are as aged out foster youth grappling with the idea of making that hard transition into adulthood and fully being capable of making decisions for ourselves in our lives and then also parenting and things that come along with our journey after being aged out of foster care as well as helping the next generation of youth make that transition a little bit more smoothly and understand what they could possibly do. So if this podcast resonates with you, I ask you to share, to like, whatever social media platform you are currently on. And if you share this podcast, it will help me to grow. I do want to add that I am seeing more people listen to it. And I really, really want to thank everybody for tuning in. And I appreciate it because I definitely want to make sure that this podcast or the topics that I'm discussing is something that people want to actually hear, people want to know about, people want to get involved with or even help with. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Yamojis Media, a social media management and marketing company for those who want to have digital marketing strategies in place in order to be connecting with their ideal customers online. If you are wondering how you can get all of your products or your service in front of your ideal customers, Yamojis Media is the company for you. If you're struggling with consistent posting of your content or content ideas, this company is right for you. 
and they help you strategically map out how to move your content in front of your ideal customers as well as building strategies to ensure that your content is of value and that your ideal customers are actually seeing it. Behind the scenes, your Mojis Media help you to build your brand online. They deal with a lot of editing of videos as well as photos. So if you are interested in leveling up your social media strategies as well as your brand online, look into the description box and click on the link to book your consultation with your Mojis Media today. Let's get back. My birthday is today, October 25th, the day that I am recording this. And so I just want to say happy birthday to me and and really discuss um, every year I go into reflecting about my life and my decisions and overall my plan for what has occurred in my life up to this point, right? And I talk to my therapist because I feel like your our mental health is definitely important. And I definitely have to talk to someone about what I'm going through to get all of, you know, my trauma uplifted and really to look at it. So one thing that kept coming up for the past couple of weeks, within this two weeks, is that I suppressed my own emotions for the benefit of others and I have made decisions in my life that benefited other people um, more than it benefited me within my own life and I think as I think about where I am right now I have a little bit of resentment um, as to my decisions that I made because I want to go in a different direction. But then I also know that every decision that I made is right. Every decision that I've made brought me to the place that I am right now. And I'm grateful of all of the great things that I have. I have two beautiful daughters. I have a family, a husband. And I'm grateful for those things, right? However, if I would have made any slight different decision rather you know at 18 years old moving out of cleveland ohio to go elsewhere to go to school let's say i went to florida or atlanta but wherever i had decided to go to right after high school it would have drastically changed the position that i would be in right now so although i have ideas about whether or not it was the the best decision for me or not I'm happy that I did make those decisions so let's get into it let's talk about the decisions that we make to directly benefit others and indirectly or not at all benefiting us in the long run and then let's talk about how to deal with it. So what, what do we do 
when the emotions start to come back up and it's tied to us not putting ourselves first so for me i have to start back at the beginning my brother my eldest brother taught me to deal with my emotions differently so he was basically teaching my brothers how to handle their emotions as boys and his idea came from of course this male dominant society you know males are not supposed to show their emotions they're super um masculine and so his idea of manhood was definitely not all the way correct but i did pick up on those lessons that foundation that he taught me which was to kind of suppress my emotions and i took heave to this information so i ran with it and he really did teach me a good thing too so he taught me several things and it kind of built it on each other not to really show your emotions to be taken advantage of but to also watch other people's emotions and what they feel and on top of that you actually have to what is the last thing that he taught me <laughs> so i don't go off of notes i kind of just go off of you know my top of my mind so it was another thing that i was supposed to have mentioned um okay so it's to understand your oh okay 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 understanding your emotions and how to process it but differently because he taught me how to process emotions physically so i was physically active in terms of working out whatever aggression i had whatever emotional feeling i had would resonate in my body and he taught me the fundamentals of like working it out so i could physically work out my my sadness or my anger my aggression by doing some exercises so that was how i dealt with my issues which were if i felt something i would work out or i would channel it channel it into my schoolwork so i was an athlete athlete <laughs> oh my goodness i'm just like all over the place today but i was an athlete and very strong in my academics those were the two things that built my foundation because what my brother was basically teaching me and i picked up on subconsciously right not to show your emotions and to physically work it out so my foster care experience and how i dealt with trauma led me back to what my brother taught me physically working out and put your aggression into not showcasing your emotions those were my foundations right so when i dig into foster care and the decisions that i've made after or while i was in foster care and after i was in foster care the suppression of my emotions for example when my mother passed away most people would break down and really you could see their emotions because that's a very emotional time right if you have ever lost 
a really big component in your life. That's very emotional. But for me personally, I felt like I had a responsibility to my family, to my siblings first. And at that time, I remember just being, you know, a young teenage girl um, that was kind of in this lost state where I didn't know what the next thing was, but I had to suppress that to make sure that my brother was okay. Because at the time, he was talking about dropping out of school. And I was like, oh no, that's not an option. And I gave him this prep talk about, you know, him being good enough and him having the utmost potential to become something. And I remember my mom teaching us together. So she would um, go through our lessons, teach him and teach me simultaneously, but but I would kind of be like, oh, I know the answer. And she would basically tell me to be quiet, right? To let him work out what he needed to work out, to understand what he needed to understand. So I took on that role because we were so close and we are still so close in age and we were taught simultaneously together. So I took it upon myself to really motivate him to keep pushing after my mom passed away. So that meant shedding my few tears, getting myself up, and going downstairs in the basement to comfort my brother, who obviously was having a more difficult time with his emotions because he had a different relationship with my mom and he had a different foundation built than myself. So... That was just one example of how I really suppressed my own emotions. And it's not the only time that I did so. But the key of this story is to understand that I felt a responsibility. And mind you, at that age, I was only about 13. I was in eighth grade when my my mom passed away. So I was about 13 years old and really didn't understand um, the pressure that I would be put under after this. So since I personally was taught how to suppress my emotions, it had its benefits and then it had its drawbacks. So for me, suppressing my emotions and being able to work it out physically helped me stay focused in terms of even though I had to deal with emotional things the way that I dealt with it was to be so focused on whatever task was in front of me so for example I would love to be alone a lot and I still do so being alone helps me to kind of just listen to music, chill, relax. And particularly when I was um, very emotional one particular time, I turned on some music and then I was hitting like push-ups and I was doing sets of 10. And I didn't realize this because I wasn't really um, 
I was just so angry and so upset, so sad that I was just doing push-ups in sets of 10 and I made it to 100 push-ups within a short period of time. And I realized that anytime you are upset and emotional um, and you focus that energy into something positive or negative, it's going to manifest itself in just being whatever that is. So for me, it was putting my energy and focus into my physical appearance. And at that time, I, of course, had a really good shape being on a track team and being in different sports and having the idea that working on my body meant that I was somehow you know, working on my emotional state too. And that's not the case. I had to grow up and learn that just because I'm physically healthy does not mean that I'm mentally healthy, right? So I say this to say it did me a really good service as to understanding how to release certain aggression instead of beating up on someone I took it out on making sure I looked physically healthy that I could perform certain things physically however the suppression of my emotion did me a disservice because I was not mentally healthy at the time and in actuality I was really suffering internally so Everything for me, even though I smiled every single day and I was chippery, I was happy, I still cried. I still was unhappy when I went home. I was still um, frightened by where I stayed um, along my journey when I was in college. I was still battling with so many emotions. And some of my emotions were old emotions, but I was still reacting to things from that past emotion, from that past trauma, but it was a new situation, a new issue that I had to face, right? But I was still using old emotion. And even when I was in college and my friend basically said to me that you show this smile and you're showing the world that you're happy but I know that the most happiest people go through trauma they are the ones that's suffering the most and he was completely right I never really told him how right he was but he was right because the fact that I had put so many other people's emotions and well-being above my own meant that I wasn't actually dealing with what was causing me the pain. And I wasn't really talking about those issues. I had maybe surfaced, I went on a surface level of what was causing the pain with my many you know, counselors and therapists up to this point in my life, but I did not completely address what was causing me so much uh, pain until most recently of understanding that my decisions were based off of 
my suppression of emotions and the benefit of other people. So how did I relieve this? I haven't. I'm still processing how to really take ownership of my happiness, my joy by understanding my emotions. And so the times of reflecting every single year gives me the opportunity to say, hey, you did not address your emotional state when your mom passed. You did not address your emotional state when your brother graduated and the relationship between you and him um, suffered. And so now I'm in a space of, okay, what do I do? Where do I go from here? And where I go from here is to have a conversation with myself to acknowledge what I'm still currently feeling, which is sadness. Sadness from not processing my mom's passing away, my mom passing away, or my brother and I not really having an understanding. So it means that I have to address it write it down write down you know and go through the steps of what I wish I would say or had said to my mom why I still read a a, a, she gave me many cards but one particular card is the final card that she gave me for my birthday and it basically says that she wanted to say something and she was basically sorry um there's I wish I could and then there's a period because she stopped herself before she wrote the rest of it and I'm pretty sure at this time this was really hard for her she wished that you know she could have done more she wished that she could have gotten me back she had told me that she was going to get us back and the guilt that she must have felt when she passed away before that actually happened. Okay, so now I will explain how my emotions and suppressing my emotions um, really tie into the decisions that I made for my life. So I want to address going back to the passing of my mom and me giving a prep talk to my brother. I did not deal with the fact that my mom passed away but also I didn't really think about me and my siblings having to watch her um, health decrease and her suffer we watched our mother suffer as she was passing away so prior to her passing away on a table after they were trying to revive her several times she couldn't get off of the toilet we had a visitation at the Jane Etna building and there was one particular time that I remember so vividly because she always made efforts and she made do on a lot of promises that she's made but one particular time she could not get off of the toilet and they had to call the emergency room I mean take her to the emergency room they had to call the ambulance to physically get her up and take her to the hospital and that for me was 
a big eye opener to see my mom in so much pain that I knew what was going to happen. I knew the decline of her health was coming. And for me, that was a suppression of my emotions, not to really allow myself to be so engrossed in this sadness state. Even though that is a very sad thing to witness and to see, I did not want to stay in that space for too long because I knew that I had priorities. And my priority at that time was school and being an athlete. So I had teammates that I had to show up for. So granted that it was difficult to see my mother in a state, the suppression of my emotions and what my brother taught me came in handy for me to continue to persist in my life and really to stay focused at what I needed to do. And then I surrounded myself with mentors that could motivate me and help me process what was going on. So I did have a support system around me. However, I never really truly addressed how I felt having to watch my mother suffer in so much agony, agony, agonizing pain. <laughs> um, the second instance is when she did pass away, I basically assisted my brother in making sure that he was okay and making sure that his emotional well-being was okay because at that time he of course wanted to drop out of school and you know just do his own thing because he was so emotional and he had the right to express his emotions in a right manner but that was not it so I made sure that I I talked to him I encouraged him we hung out a lot more Um, Another situation that happened in my life, I was um, exiting foster care. So they call it the emancipation process or whatever. I was going off to college and I was truly stressed out that I made the decision just to stay in Cleveland because my nieces and nephews were entering foster care as I was aging out. And so for me, it meant putting my family first. And that meant staying in Cleveland to be their support system, to be here for my nieces and my nephews, particularly my nieces. So I was, I was here as a college student, um, and I made that decision based upon you know, the the emotional feeling that I knew they would go through because I went through it. I knew that there would be certain times that they would struggle with. And if they didn't have the correct, you know, family support, it can really, it can be devastating. It can really hurt them in the long run. And so that's what I mean by making decisions that directly benefit other people. And then now I'm in a state of understanding why I made those decisions. And then I question at this stage of my life, 
were they the best decision for me? No, absolutely not. They were decisions for the family as a community. We had to think about how it our decisions impacts others. And at that time, I was young and I was thinking about how my decisions at that moment was going to impact my family. I could have easily said, I don't care. I am going out of state. And they would not have had the support system because at that time I was visiting them a couple of times a week um, or every weekend. It was just a lot. But I think that for me it was it was just me just thinking about others. But those are selfless uh, decisions that I've made thinking about other people. There are other decisions that I've made within my life that I feel hindered because those are not situations that hindered me, but there are decisions that I've made, choices that I've made that hindered my progress um, that I feel more uneasy about and indifferent about. And those directly benefited the well-being and the health of other people and it did not benefit me it actually made me more stressed out of my life more on edge and it really put me through um, a stressful situation right it did teach me lessons so in hindsight yes I am grateful to have gone through that experience but I also know that the decisions that I've made, the choices that I made that helped out other people negatively impacted my emotional well-being, impacted me on a different level. And I still had to deal with how to process everything that happened during those time periods of my life. And what came up for me so I'm still processing it I'm still talking it out with my therapist but I want you to kind of think about it as a youth um, what decisions do you make within your life that help out other people um, but sometimes it's good for you and sometimes it isn't maybe your emotional well-being is not taken care of your mental state is not okay but you're making the decisions to stay you know close to someone or in a position where you shouldn't because so for me to read this these cards that she gave to me it sets me up to think about numerous things one how she felt you know telling me and my siblings that it was possible for her to get us back and that she would be raising us. And, you know, for a young girl like myself, being 12, you know, hearing that I get to stay back with my mother was joyful. And to turn around and that did not happen is also heartbreaking. So for me to understand that emotion means that I have to really look at why do I go back and look at these cards? What was she feeling in that process? Why did she tell me certain things? 
How do I feel about what she told me? So it's literally questioning everything that has occurred from that point and how I feel about it and really understanding why I feel that way and how I can move past it. So for me, understanding my emotions and moving past it means that I am thinking, actively thinking about the sadness that I felt when she said that, okay, we're going to fight until my last breath and me thinking and looking at the entire situation and knowing that when she passed away, that was her fighting until she took her last breath. And that still makes me feel emotional. It still makes me think that she was a really strong person, a strong woman. But it also makes me feel sad because that's what she told me that she would do. And it's, she did that. She fought for us, her children, until she took her last breath. And although she could not get us back in her custody and she had resentment, regret and, you know, all of these other things emotionally that she felt, for me, understanding my feelings attached to what happened, I also feel sadness. And now I can admit to myself first that I have sadness and I feel slightly upset and all the other emotions that go on that I'm still processing right now to really just make myself feel better and to really understand my reality, my journey. So I am no longer suppressing my emotions. I am handling my emotions, dealing with them and really just looking at them for what they are and not judging what they are, right? Because a lot of times we do that. We make a judgment as to how we feel. But I can feel sadness and that's okay. I can also look at that pain that I have felt and still currently feel and say that that's okay because it's a traumatic experience that I had to go through and that I had to feel so that my children don't have to feel it or have to go through it. And if I can prevent it from happening to anyone else or get them to understand what it feels like, then to avoid the same fate as my own, then I'm willing to go through that And I have gone through that. And now I get the opportunity to talk about it. Because it makes someone else feel okay and comfortable. So I want to end this podcast with... If it makes you feel uncomfortable or uneasy to really look at what's going on and to address your own emotions. I know that it's difficult to do rather than saying it, but I feel that 
Oh, that is pretty cool. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this license plate and it's 8131. Good numbers. Familiar numbers. But um, to really just address what you are feeling. That's what I did along my journey. And that's what I'm currently still going through. And talking to someone or using an activity that helps you process what you're going through. So I have to tie this in. Healing through the means of artistic expression really encouraged me to continue to addressing what I was feeling. So I like to journal and I like to write. So my poetry is one way that I can really give my all and think about my experience and understand my emotion. So poetry for me is my release of that. And then the great pleasure that I get out of reciting is for people to now witness and connect with me based off what I felt and maybe what they are currently feeling. It makes me feel like I'm making a a connection with people that are like me, right? And so I would just encourage everyone listening to try to connect with people who are going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing, same emotion, right? And then you'll be able to process your own reality, your own emotion, and your own mental status because of it. Um, Because we should not make decisions in our lives that greatly benefit others while not benefiting us in the long run. So how do you feel about this podcast? Was it interesting? Was the topic um, relatable? And on what level do you suppress your own emotions to make others feel good about themselves, to make other people feel satisfied within their lives? Do you make decisions to hinder your success and your progress within your life because it makes other people more comfortable within their own lives? Are you still friends with people that you shouldn't be friends with? Are you connected to family members that you don't feel are worthy of your time, but because they're family, you feel an obligation to talk out the, the, the relationship and make it better? Um, just share your thoughts, you know, because we are here to converse and learn, to really understand what we are going through and how we share a lot of similarities within our journeys and how we deal with it, how we process our reality. So if this podcast resonates with you, please share it onto your social media, wherever you participate, and then also leave a, a comment. I would love for you to tag me. All of my social media um, handles will be in the description box. And you can at me, mention me at Yamoja Speaks on any social media platform. Um, and just say hi or what you thought about this podcast episode. 
can't wait to see all of your comments and the feedback. Thank you for listening. Until next time.